0: This is y'all, the show that is all about Dixie. Hello, welcome in to the Wednesday edition of the show that is hosted by yours truly John Rawl. And we can just just smile big from ear to ear and from cheek to cheek as uh, we're glad to have you aboard as we do our fun thing each and every day, Monday through Friday, a two hour dose of all things southern here on the Y'all show and want to tell you if you didn't hear earlier in the week. We're going to be broadcasting Thursday and Friday in the wonderful town of Oxford, Mississippi, home of the Mississippi Land Sharks. And we'll be there to kind of get you a a good dose of Dixie from Oxford, and we'll be broadcasting the Thursday show from the Pizza Den in West Oxford, and just off of Heritage Drive, and a Nice place, some of the best pizzas I've ever had, and they've got other great pastas at the Pizza Den. And we're going to be visiting with Danny Toma there at the Pizza Den. Danny wrote the new book, America First, How the Trump Doctrine is Perceived Around the Entire World. And Danny ought to know, he's worked for the U.S. Secretary of State Department, and he has been everywhere. In fact, in the last year, he's been all over the world working for the Department of State. And he's going to help me co-host this show. Danny is a friend of mine, and I was pleased to see that he's got his first book out called America First. And he was kind enough to agree not only to come on the show as a guest, but he's going to sit beside me and help me co-host the Thursday Y'all from Oxford tomorrow. And we'll have a lot of politics. We'll have uh, some Trump talk, of course, since the book's about the Trump doctrine. And we'll talk about how the South is perceived around the world, too, as Danny's a native Southerner and has worked for the government for decades, and it's going to be a fun interview. He's very up on his history, so we may talk some Southern history, going back to the Revolutionary War even, because Danny at one time invited me to a Sons of American Revolution meeting, of which I actually don't qualify for, believe it or not. I I guess I've got Tory blood in me, (laughs) and maybe you do too. But yeah, it was still very educational, and we'll we'll have a lot of fun with Danny Toma on the Thursday, y'all, from Oxford, Mississippi. You don't want to miss it, and we're going to bring you some SEC football talk on Thursday's show, too. Trying to line up an Ole Miss expert to join us here on the program as those uh, Land Sharks, they swim down to Baton Rouge for a big rivalry game this weekend, taking on LSU, LSU number five in the country. And Coach O, the former head coach in Oxford, now in Baton Rouge, and he's got the Tigers fired up for a big rivalry game with their old foe from Oxford. In fact, you can't help but think of Billy Cannon when you think of LSU and Mississippi getting together on the football field. Of course, we just lost Billy Cannon this year, former Heisman Trophy winner at LSU. And we also lost, from Ole Miss Rebels World, Billy Brewer, back when they were the Ole Miss Rebels. Coach Brewer the dog, a great friend of mine and one of my partners on the Ole Miss show Hotty Toddy Hotline, we lost him just a few weeks before Billy Cannon died. So, uh, fun time this week in Oxford. Join us Thursday and Friday when we're in Lafayette County, Mississippi. Now, let's get into the headlines today. And also, before I, I should tease what's coming up later this hour, we got ACC football talk. We've got to get away from all this SEC stuff, as we will be in SEC country this week. ACC insider Jonathan Leifheit is joining us in just a few with the ACC report. Is Clemson really that good, and will they make the playoff if they are that good? We've got Jonathan's take on that. In hour two, we'll have hashtag Hullabaloo, and we'll have some country music notes from Precious Harris. That's all ahead on today's Y'all Show. So we've got good stuff coming Thursday, Friday, and as a super-duper bonus, today on the Y'all Show. Now, if you saw the national headlines on Tuesday, Bill Cosby was sentenced Tuesday to three to ten years in state prison by a Pennsylvania judge after being found guilty in April of the 2004 sexual assault of Andrea Constant. And now he's going to go off to jail, and he obviously has been convicted and sentenced. Bill Cosby is a bad guy. He's a disgraced comedian, and the 81-year-old is going to go, hopefully, spend a long time in jail and maybe rot in jail. But this, what I'm telling you, is not about him. It's about a dumb Southerner because Bill Cosby, I think he's from Pennsylvania. I know he went to Temple, I believe, to college. But the dumb connection here is not Cosby, who's sick, you know, sick, warped, twisted, disgraced. It's Andrew Wyatt. If you saw any of the footage of Bill Cosby going into these court proceedings the last couple of months, you saw this big guy walking beside him that almost looked like a bodyguard, but actually he's Bill Cosby's spokesperson, Andrew Wyatt. And Wyatt is a native of Bessemer, Alabama, and still lives in the Birmingham area and has a Birmingham-based company called Purpose Public Relations. And this Miles College graduate is out in front of the cameras, and he said that what happened to Bill Cri- I just got to read the quote here, they persecuted Jesus, and look what happened, Wyatt said on Tuesday. I'm not saying Mr. Cosby is Jesus, but we know what this country has done to black men for centuries. Now that's that's taking it too far. I mean, that, that's just idiotic. And I remember seeing Mr. Wyatt come out of the courthouse when Cosby was found guilty back in April, and he may have done this Tuesday as well, but guess what he was doing? And, and Bill Cosby was doing it as well. He was holding up the black power salute with his aunt, with his hand and at no place remember the accuser the person that accused cosby and what he was found guilty of was from a black woman miss constant and here he is going to jail for a, an assault on that and his public relations guy comes out and says dumb things like that so purpose pr perhaps may not be the company you need to hire when you're in a crisis situation and andrew wyatt may not be the kind of guy that needs to be speaking for a disgraced comedian like bill cosby even though he's from bessemer bessemer i believe is also the hometown of one charles barkley i think i think i'm right on that that. sir charles now he i'd love to hear what he has to say about bill cosby going off to prison sad news from the state of florida as a democratic candidate for u.s house died unexpectedly over the weekend April Freeman was 54 years old and she was running for Congress in the Sarasota area and she passed away suddenly. And her husband wrote this on Facebook on Monday that she passed away suddenly and just a natural death. But she probably was not going to win her election in November. It was a Republican-heavy district there in the Sarasota area, but she had had some kind words come her way before her death from Bill Clinton and other folks were getting along to help her out she was a wife a mother a grandmother a business owner an activist and a community leader and she was running to replace congressman tom rooney in district 17 and she's now going to be run, she was going to be running against republican state senator greg stueby and the seat is considered as we said to be in a safe republican district as rooney leaves that district and there was a fight but she was likely not going to win but now sadly she dies in Florida at the age of 54 after unexpectedly having a heart attack on Sunday. Another Florida story to pass along. A teacher in the Sunshine State was fired for refusing to give students credit for homework not turned in. I had to look at this twice when I saw this, but this teacher in the Westgate School in Port St. Lucie was teaching history and that's what she was doing a good job of. That's Deanna Tirado, the teacher here, long-time teacher. She took a stand for the students getting credit for work not handed in, and now she's been fired for that move. And education these days, a real head-scratcher. Well, let's go to the birth city of Chick-fil-A. That would be Hapeville, Georgia. It's also the hometown of one Jeff Foxworthy. And in Hapeville this week... The officials there have announced that the Departments of Police Criminal Investigation Division has made a major drug bust, and they confiscated drugs that resemble candy. Yes, drugs that look like Hello Kitty, Homer Simpson, and other cartoon characters were confiscated in Hapeville. So be on the lookout for these drugs, as officials there have this stolen the stolen goods and they see as well as these drugs, cash and marijuana and powdered cocaine in Hapeville, Georgia, right by the Atlanta airport. So I don't know exactly what was in these pills that were in cartoon character form, but it wasn't good and very scary. And we're seeing drugs all over the place. In fact, you may have seen the news Tuesday where Donald Trump was at the U.N. in New York City this week. And he was there primarily to talk about drugs and the epidemic, not only in this country, but worldwide. Now, speaking of the president, we told you recently that he was scheduled to go to Jackson, Mississippi, for a big Trump rally in the state capital of the Magnolia State. Well, he ended up scrapping that idea after Hurricane Florence hit the Carolinas. Well, now President Trump is going to Mississippi But this time, instead of going to central Mississippi, he is going up I-55, and he's going to have a rally on Tuesday night of next week at the DeSoto Civic Center in South Haven. That's only about 20 miles south of the city of Memphis, Tennessee. And he's having this rally in support of U.S. Senator Cindy Smith, who is the senator that was picked by the governor of Mississippi, Phil Bryant, to take over the seat that Thad Cochran once held, and now her seat is up for grabs. And she's got a major, major contest coming up on November 6th where she's got to get a majority to win. If not, there'll be a runoff. She may not even make the runoff. if There's some strong competition for her U.S. Senate seat in November in the state of Mississippi. But President Trump going to DeSoto County, home of South Haven, Olive Branch, Horn Lake, and more. And he'll be there stirring up the troops on Tuesday. Remember... DeSoto County, Mississippi, is an extremely deep red county and Republican stronghold, of course, in northwest Mississippi. Moving on to other stories across the Southland. In the natural state of Arkansas, there's a push to increase the state's minimum wage to $11 an hour by the year 2021. There's an initiative going on on the ballot in November called Issue 5, and supporters of this push to boost the minimum wage kicked off a campaign on Tuesdays. Arkansans for a fair wage is in support of issue five, and they're looking to get this measure passed. If passed, it would raise for 300,000 Arkansas or one in four workers in the state their raises. So a big push there, and it will be interesting to see if a state like Arkansas in the, in the south, I would say deep south, actually pushes forward an agenda to raise their minimum wage and kind of follow the lead of some of the more liberal states in the country, will Arkansas join suit and be the first southern state that I'm aware of? Now, there may be other ones I just haven't seen or happen a long time ago and I've lost track, but that's going on right now in Arkansas. Now, now that maybe all those folks that get their wages increased can afford this. There's going to be a oil lease sale in the Gulf of Mexico and get this 78 million acres are going to be offered for lease. And this is going to happen in March of 2019. And the sale will be held in live stream from New Orleans. It's the fourth such sale under an Obama administration plan for 2017 through 2024. Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke wants to expand offshore drilling starting in 2019, but his plan may not affect Gulf lease sales. So if you have a couple million or billion dollars and you want to get in on the fund, there's going to be 78 million acres of Gulf of Mexico oil and gas leases available for you to just go out and do a good thing with. You just don't want to be the next BP oil spill out there. In the Gulf, but that's uh, God, 78 million acres. I guess in a, in a place like the Gulf of Mexico, that may not be a lot, but it sure seems like a lot here on paper. We'll come back on the Y'all Show with more headlines. The University of Kentucky, they're going to have to pony up $100,000. We'll tell you why when our headlines roll on.
1: Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed.
2: Every year, thousands overpay for a used car, They're left feeling disappointed, ashamed, and alone. Traditional pricing books only add to the confusion, offering only guesstimates and ranges. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com.
3: I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I've never felt more alive.
4: Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will feel more alive. You either possess functioning respiratory and circulatory systems, or you do not, or you are a zombie. If you are indeed a brain-starved zombie and you would like to save money on car insurance, the GEICO legal team applauds your excellent life choices, even in your shambling afterlife. But we strongly encourage you to visit GEICO.com or download the GEICO app. Please stay a minimum of 500 feet away from our large and presumably delicious,
5: delicious brains. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
0: Some good Kentucky Wildcat music here on the Y'all Show. And we don't normally play college bands when we are talking about headlines from across the South. But this is kind of a sports story, but it's also kind of ridiculous. As the Southeastern Conference announced Tuesday, they're going to find the University of Kentucky $100,000 because fans rushed the field at Kroger Field Saturday night after the Wildcats of Kentucky beat Mississippi State in a big SEC contest that moved the Cats to 4-0 on the season. Now, I think I'm right on this. In the SEC, if fans rush the field the first time, it's a $5,000 offense. And the second time, as the case was at Kroger Field Saturday night, it's a $100,000 fine. And Kentucky violated the SEC's access to competition area policy. Now, they did this to be on the safe side. And I understand the rule, but that's a lot of cash. $100,000 because fans... Got out there, got a little aggressive after the game. A big win for Kentucky. But, again, I'm not wanting to pick on Mississippi State because we, we love all of our teams in the South. But, come on, Kentucky, this was Mississippi State you beat. Do you really need to rush the field when you beat MSU? I mean, I could see it if you beat Alabama, but, and that would be well worth the $100,000. But, but but the Hell Staters, the Cowbell Clangers, $100,000, was it really worth it? I don't think so. Well, moving on to other SEC East news here in our news headlines of the all Show with your host, John Rawl. Randy Boyd ran for governor of Tennessee this year, and he lost in the Republican primary to Bill Lee. Well, don't feel too sorry for Randy Boyd. He's a rich guy, and he's done quite well. He founded Radio Systems Corporation, which produces invisible fences and other pet products. And he lives in East Tennessee, and in the past he also worked for the current governor of the state, bill haslam well the university of tennessee board of trustees unanimously approved the selection of this knoxville businessman on tuesday so he will be filling in for the current president joe DiPietro, who announced last week that he's going to retire february the 14th and boyd has agreed to serve for up to 24 months or until a permanent president of the university of tennessee system takes over so congratulations to randy boyd taking over at the University of Tennessee, albeit on an interim basis. Other news from Tennessee, we moved to the west side of the state and in Memphis, and this is ridiculous, totally ridiculous. Hollywood Feed is a chain in the Memphis area that is a pet food store, and they are now launching same-day delivery in their Mid-South stores. They've got nine stores in the Memphis area, and they will be, give you your doggy food or whatever pet supplies you have in the Memphis area, if you're, if Fido is hungry and you've just run out of his perfect mix of dog food or your favorite kitty is out of cat food or litter, you can call up Hollywood Feed and they have same day delivery at their stores in Memphis and they also have a couple stores in North Mississippi too. So good news for you, Memphis area Pet Lovers, Hollywood Feed to the Rescue. And it's a free delivery, by the way, if you spend $75. If it's less than $75, they charge a $5.95 delivery fee. But, yeah, Pet Lovers, they'll they'll go the extra mile. And I guess if you really want to be a lazy pet owner, just let your number, let your fingers do the walking and call them up. They've got all those numbers in Memphis. (laughs) Hollywood Feed, making it easy for you in the Bluff City. Hey, another animal-related story. In South Florida, a kangaroo has escaped from a sanctuary there and is now on the loose. Where's Joey? Joey, come back. Come back, mate. Yeah, this happened in Palm Beach County, and a five-year-old kangaroo named Storm escaped from an animal sanctuary in Jupiter Farms and is on the loose. So if you're in South Florida and you see something popping up that's not a groundhog, it just might be a roo and they need that route to get back to the sanctuary and be safe. So look out, mates, if you're in South Florida, not South Sydney. Lambert's Cafe is a staple in Sykeston, Missouri, in the Boot Hill portion of the state of Missouri, and the owner of that restaurant's son has now been indicted on sex trafficking charges. As Benjamin P. Lambert is charged with two counts of sexual trafficking of a child under the age of 18, sexual exploitation of a minor, possession of child pornography, and third degree promoting prostitution. He was arrested by officials with the New Madrid Sheriff's Department and his bond was at $100,000 cash. He's expected to appear in a bond appearance on October 3rd in Christian County, Missouri. But the owners of Lambert's Cafe, home of the throw rolls, that's a story there we need to do sometime on Lambert's Cafe. But unfortunately for the Ownership there is the uh, owner, Norman Lambert's son, in trouble with the law for sex trafficking charges. Now, this is a bad story coming from Charleston, South Carolina, and a fellow alum of mine and a reality TV star. If you've watched the show Southern Charm, Thomas Ravenel has kind of been the, the main star of that. T. Rav, the kind of playboy of Charleston, South Carolina, the Hugh Hefner of the Low Country. Well, now Thomas Ravenel was arrested last week after a former nanny said he fondled her at his South Carolina home featured in the TV show Southern Charm. And this fondling happened, according to authorities, nearly four years ago. And the 56-year-old Ravenel's now been charged with misdemeanor second-degree assault and battery and arrested. And the producers of Southern Charm have now kicked him off the show. He will not be appearing anymore, according to a spokesperson with the Bravo Channel. Ravenel, already a felon. One of the reasons he's kind of famous, because he was elected back in 2007 to be the state of South Carolina's treasurer. and less than a year in his office, he got caught buying cocaine for himself and friends. And the real estate developer, who's a millionaire, pleaded guilty and spent 10 months in prison in Jessup, Georgia, he then came back to Charleston and got his life sort of back on track. But yeah, Southern Charm star Thomas Ravenel charged in a sexual assault case stemming from about four years ago. Now, here's a positive story coming from a celebrity. How about Ryan Reynolds? I know he's from Canada, but he's kind of the all American guy, even though he's from Canada. He's from British Columbia, which is very, very close to being American. Well, he sent a heartfelt message this week to a Floridian injured in a crash. 10-year-old Michael Randazzo in Lake Wells, Florida, suffered a traumatic brain injury when he was hit by a Jeep in 2017. And Ryan Reynolds sent him a heartwarming video message. And he's one of his favorite superhero actors as Reynolds stars in the Deadpool movies. So good job there, Ryan Reynolds. And he's had some good movies. I'll give him credit. And he's married to Blake Lively, too. I mean. Talk about living the, the A-list life. Finally, here on the Y'all Show, Hurricane Florence, of course, been such a bad thing. But Here's an uplifting story coming from Florence that's out of North Carolina. as a woman there in the Tar Heel State gave birth in the last couple days. And the birth was in a tractor-trailer turned hospital. And now this 25-year-old Curry, North Carolina woman has given birth to a healthy baby girl there in that tractor-trailer turned hospital. Maternity room, and the baby weighed in at six pounds, nine ounces. And we have a name. Are you ready for this? And the name is a salute to the storm. The baby's name is Abba Jade, but at the last minute, she got a middle name, and her middle name is Storm. So, some good news from Florence. We need some good news from Florence. When we come back on the Y'all Show, Jonathan Liefite will be our special guest as the CBS Sports Digital ACC Insider will be on to tell us about the Atlantic Coast Conference football action and a little hoops, too. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawls. We'll be right back.
5: Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10- to 15-minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks.
3: I was amazed that I could start having real-life conversations right away way. It was so fast. Now I'm speaking Spanish. Woo-hoo!
5: <laughs> no wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language like Spanish, French or more. You can try Babbel for free. Download the app or text skill to 484848. Text skill to 484848 to try Babbel for free. That's S-K-I-L-L to 484848.
0: This is the Y'all Show, talk with a southern accent with your host John Raw. and it's a wacky Wednesday, and on Wednesdays, well, if we're talking wackiness, we've got to talk ACC football, and we turn our attention each week to CBS Sports Interactive's Jonathan Leifheit to give us what's going on in the ACC, what is going on in the conference and beyond. Hello, Jonathan, welcome into the Y'all Show. Oh,
8: good to be here. How are you doing this week?
0: Uh, I am doing good. You are, are you hanging in there? It's been a crazy week again in the ACC.
8: I, I am hanging in there just barely. Okay. I tell you, uh, not a lot of good things happen for the, for the ACC this weekend, that's for sure.
0: Well, let's, I guess, uh, on that topic, let's talk about the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, a team you know a little bit about. God, and, I don't really
8: want to talk about that game.
0: Okay. If we can get, if we can get away with it. <laughs> No, we got to talk about it because uh, Clemson won. That really was not a surprise, Jonathan. They
8: no, it was not. They're, unfortunately,
0: they're a good team, and Very Georgia Tech team. may not be a good team.
8: Uh, right now, uh, that's the way it's looking.
0: But it was not as big a blowout as it could have been. So give Tech a little credit. Well,
8: it was forty-two to seven before, you know, they kind of called off the dogs and Georgia Tech put a couple late touchdowns up. So it it really was kind of a. Kind of not a close game
0: oh ah, okay so I mean would you rather have rather seen it a hundred to seven uh well of course not but nonetheless <laughs> now just, just calling him like I see him yeah now Lawrence quarterback did he quarterback the whole game or did Bryant go out with an injury in this game I can't remember what happened uh I believe it,
8: I'm not sure about the injury part but I do know that uh that Dick Bryant did play at least a good bit in the early early part okay. of it and then they kind of gave way.
0: All right, Uh, I knew there was something, and we're going to talk about Clemson's quarterback situation momentarily as we do have an update from Tigertown on the QB position for Dabo Sweeney. Jonathan, any other thoughts on games played last weekend in week four? Yeah, well, from
8: an out-of-conference perspective, the ACC really had a pretty miserable time of it. Um, uh, You look at the kind of the big big one that everybody's talking about, of course, uh, number 13, Virginia Tech. Gives up 28 points in the fourth quarter to, guess who? Old Dominion. And Old Dominion is not only an FCS team. They're really not a very good FCS team. No, they, they were, they're
0: FBS. Oh, they are FBS. I yeah, got it wrong. They're in okay? Conference USA, which is arguable. <laughs> FBS. That's one step. That's just one step above FCS at this but, point. But this was a team that didn't even have a program about five years ago. This, a school yeah. didn't exist. Yeah, they
8: started a... I actually was looking at that. They started back in 2009, and they had no wins at all coming into this uh, to this game. And somehow or another, they managed to find a way to put 28 points up in the fourth quarter against uh, Virginia Tech to beat them 49 to 35. Uh, all in all, pretty uh, shocking. Uh, and a rather upsetting uh, score if you're an ACC and particularly a Virginia Tech fan.
0: Well, let me ask you this question. Okay, we can get mad at Virginia Tech for losing the game, the players and coaches of today, but what about this game even being on the schedule? This was a road game at Old Dominion for the Hokies. What in the world are they doing going and playing another in-state foe that will only benefit from a game like this, not go down?
8: Well, the thought is, is in some cases, what you, you'll see a lot of times with FBS schools is, is they'll do like a two for one or a three for one. If they can get that one home game that, you know, they give them a kind of a fighting shot. And we've seen that Miami, we saw them go and play at Appalachian State a couple of years ago. Um, we've seen some other teams do the same thing. Georgia Tech went up to Middle Tennessee, uh, for a road game. Um, it's just gotten with, with the number of FBS teams, it's gotten harder and harder just to, to do a payday game. So a lot of teams are going to the model where they'll take a, a two for one or a three for one type of deal, and I believe that's the case with Virginia Tech going over to Old Dominion.
0: All right. Well, plus, I'll, I'll plus will... that's
8: a it's an in-state game for them, and they they'll use that they'll try and use that for recruiting. Of course, I think they just use that for Old Dominion's recruiting.
0: Exactly. That's my point, Jonathan. It's one thing to go out of state and play one of these lesser teams from a lesser group of five program, but when you play a team from with your own borders it only gives them fuel to the fire. I don't see even Georgia Tech playing Georgia State for example at, at, yeah, their, the at their place or even at Georgia Southern.
8: Yeah, that's true. They'll I mean Georgia Tech will probably want to play them. They'll insist they come there, but there are other teams that are probably a little higher in the pecking order. Like for example, Tech also went and played Tulane, which is, you know, a little higher in that pecking order as well. So they'll they'll do some games like that and most of the ACC has done that um, at some point and will continue to do that.
0: Now, don't pick on Tulane. That's your old conference rival from the SEC.
8: That is true.
0: And and uh, I think Tech and Tulane played just about every year back in the day because that was the train line from Atlanta to New Orleans.
8: Yeah, it was a nice, easy uh, way to get uh, back and forth.
0: Yep. Well, one team did go on the road and defeat a less than Power 5 conference as NC State went up to Marshall and won 37-20, a good win for the Pack.
8: Yeah, that was, I thought, uh, you know, their team, I think that's kind of working back there. They've not played what I would say particularly well, but, but good enough to win. Uh, they're, so they're sitting at three and 0 um, they've kind of, uh, I think, you know, slowly picking up and, and Marshall typically has a decent team, a decent squad. So, uh, really good to go on the road. And, and again, this is just another example uh, like you mentioned, and we talked about going on the road to an FBS school and, you know, trying to get that two for one or three for one kind of deal.
0: A couple of conference games were held last week. You had Virginia dominating Louisville 27-3, to a big win for the Hoos. And then the other game, how about the Tar Heels? They finally got on the win column with a 38-35 victory over the Pitt Panthers. Thoughts on either one of those contests?
8: Yeah, so the Virginia-Louisville score was rather shocking to me. I, I kind of expected that to be a tough, you know, kind of a back-and-forth game with it being at Virginia. I really haven't had a really high opinion of Virginia, but uh, seeing them kind of do what they did to Louisville kind of was an eyebrow razor, ra- eyebrow razor. Uh, and then looking at the Pitt Carolina game, it just seems like uh, North Carolina seems right now to have Pitt's number. Um, you know, I thought Pitt was probably going to win this one, you know, fairly easily given what North Carolina done thus far. And for whatever reason um, they again, find a way to to kind of win and, 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 you know, beat Pitt kind of a, in a close game. And that's kind of what's been going on, but they have found ways to beat them as well
0: all right well we'll turn our attention to week five in a few minutes here on the program give you an update on what's going on in the acc this coming weekend let's talk about those clumps and tigers for a minute we we talked about lawrence stepping in and looking good at quarterback for the orange and northwestern purple at georgia tech and jonathan i went to GreenvilleOnline.com. that is the online presence for the greenville news in greenville south carolina and there's an article written by the greenville news's Maney Robinson titled Clemson needs more than a perfect record to reach the college football playoff. I don't know if you had a chance to read that, but tell me what that article, the gist of it and is it accurate?
8: Yeah. So the, the basically the gist of it is, is that the ACC who's been a pretty solid and pretty good conference in the last few years uh, is looking kind of weak as a result of all the out of conference uh, losses this year. We already mentioned Virginia tech, Uh, As one example, Georgia Tech lost to South Florida. You can also add in that list, Boston College getting humiliated by uh, Purdue this past weekend, Um, you know, and then Florida State and their struggles with Sanford and other things. So really, you know, Miami losing big to LSU. It's really been a whole lot of, uh, you know, kind of bad performances. And so that makes Clemson's schedule um, look a lot worse in terms of difficulty. So, What the the article is saying is is that Clemson needs some help from the ACC to play a lot better, uh, and they also are going to have to probably pile up some uh, margins of victory to kind of get there. So um, I think there is some truth to it, but, you know, I think Clemson's got enough cachet at this point that, you know, if if they win convincingly and go undefeated, I think they'll be just fine in terms of getting into the college football playoff. Uh, I don't think they have much problem.
0: And if anyone is going to give the Tigers fits along the rest of the way for Clemson, who would that be in your opinion? Um,
8: you know, the, the sad part is, is I look across the schedule and I'm not sure that, you know, there is a team that will kind of give them fits. Uh, they just seem to be head and shoulders above everybody. You know, even even the teams in the coastal, you know, you're looking at Miami and Virginia Tech. Well, we just saw what Virginia Tech did. Miami is the only other team there right now that looks like they've got their Had even close to being screwed on straight, and they lost pretty big to LSU. So uh, I just don't see anybody coming close to challenging Clemson. It seems like it's uh, Clemson and the 13 Dwarves at this point.
0: Hmm. Well, continuing the bashing the ACC, which we did not intend to do here on today's y'all show. No. But there's an article at SBNation.com that I wanted to ask you about. It's titled, Everyone Thought That the ACC Would Have Too Many Good Teams, about that, it's by Richard Johnson. Did you have a chance to peruse this one?
8: Yeah, I did, and it's kind of the same message that uh, we got from the Greenville ones, and that's pretty much that it's Clemson and the 13 dwarves. If you start to look at, you know, kind of the uh, uh, kind of the power rankings and they've got the average, you know, S&P things and that type of stuff, and um, really uh, <laughs> there's just not a whole lot of, uh, you know, a lot of there's not a lot of good things to say although I will note the ACC and the Pac-12 are not very far apart in terms of some of the rank the rankings they've got mm-hmm. so I don't want to hear too much out of the Pac-12 about it I'm fully fully aware that the ACC isn't that great this year but the Pac-12 is no great shakes either
0: well can we have a little bit of fun with this and that comes from some Twitter accounts Jonathan and ESPN's David Hale I don't know if you saw this or not he put out over the weekend, Pitt, BC and Virginia Tech were 7 and 1 entering Saturday's contest. They yep. all lost and they lost to teams that were a combined 0 and 8.
8: Yeah, that's a not a very uh exciting statistic if you're an ACC fan. Yeah. Um, you know, Boston College looked really just was completely handled by Purdue. Pitt Wow, you know they they uh, they lose to UNC and then of course Virginia Tech and Old Dominion. So you take those winless teams and you give them three victories, and that's just not a not a big that's not a good win, not a good look.
0: And then the conference's honorary member, Notre Dame. I saw where Woody Whitehurst put out on Twitter that Notre Dame is five eighths the second best team in the ACC. <laughs> that's kind of funny since they play five opponents from the ACC each year. Yep, and uh, they probably,
8: if they were in the ACC, would be number two in my opinion.
0: Mm -hmm. They absolutely went on the road and embarrassed Wake Forest there in Winston-Salem this past weekend. So again, for most of the conference still, some real problems going on right now, and the ship needs to be righted. Well, the ACC tries to make a better impression this coming weekend. It's the fifth week of college football, and Jonathan, what is the... Games the matchups that you'll be watching for in ACC play this weekend
8: well, I think probably uh, uh, one that'll interest me will probably be Virginia Tech and Duke um, we talked about Virginia Tech struggles they uh, they travel to Durham take on the Blue Devils I think that'll be a kind of a key matchup in how it shakes out for the for the coastal division Dukes looking like they might be one of the better teams uh, on the list right there uh, so that'll be one I'm going to pay attention to. I'll probably be interested to see how Clemson handles Syracuse. Syracuse, of course, is I think the only other undefeated team. I take that back, uh, NC State as well at this point. So you've got kind of a battle of undefeateds there. I think Clemson will win handily, since especially since in Death Valley. Revenge game, um, maybe. Yeah, probably. But I'll I'll be curious to see, you know, how well uh, how well Syracuse does hold up to them. That'll kind of tell me a little bit more about how good. They might or might not be in how, what kind of job Geno Babers is doing. So I think those are a couple of the games. And then there's, uh, you know, slate of out of conference games still that are going on. Georgia Tech, uh, looks to right the ship against Bowling Green. Uh, Boston College has got Temple and P- Pittsburgh has kind of a tough one going on the road down to, down to central Florida while Lake Forest holds, uh, hosts Rice. So still some out of conference play going on. Conference wars won't heat up it really in earnest until next week.
0: And the action begins. We don't have to wait till Saturday. There's actually a conference game Thursday night, Jonathan, between the North Carolina Tar Heels and the Miami Hurricanes going on at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. Yeah, I
8: expect probably Miami to win that one pretty handily. I'm still not impressed with North Carolina. I think their jinx and win over Pitt will, will uh, go to the wayside pretty quickly.
0: So no surprise expected there. You expect a nope. hurricane storm of great success there.
8: Yeah, they're favored by 18 at this point. Okay.
0: Are you you going to listen to what the pollsters say?
8: Uh, I would say that's a pretty close uh, uh, number. I might have put it at 17, but
0: pretty close. Okay. Hey, I mentioned a little bit of sarcasm coming from you when you were talking about Duke and how good of a season they are having right now. My memory is getting a little foggy as I get a little older, Jonathan. I know you don't have that problem because <laughs> – because you're a smart guy and you went to the Institute. Yeah. However, did Duke win the Coastal Division a couple of years ago? They did. That's what I thought. Uh,
8: it. Uh, I believe it was in 2000, might have been 2012. Okay. Uh, I'll have to go back and you're shaking the cobwebs out.
0: Yeah, I, I thought that they had won the Coastal, and so they played in the ACC Championship game. They probably lost to Clemson if I had to guess.
8: Uh, I can't remember.
0: Okay. But they didn't win the ACC. So, what would you be? What would happen to you, Jonathan, if Duke won the ACC championship in football?
8: Well, it wouldn't surprise me all that much. Okay.
0: Point. Wow. What it a went. what a what a statement.
8: Yeah, uh, and actually, it was uh, um, I believe it was actually 2013 when they when they when they uh, when they won it. So it wasn't that long ago. So uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility. And given that most of the Coastal contenders at this point look like hot garbage, um, I'm going to go out on a limb and
0: say, yeah, wouldn't be a big shock. Definitely not a shock if they make it back to the championship game, but if they could pull off the real shock and win the ACC. Now, that would be historic. I have no idea if Duke's ever won the ACC football crown.
8: They have, actually. Back their last crown was in 1989.
0: Oh, that's right, with Spurrier and the famous – picture they had in front of the scoreboard at chapel hill (laughs) that's right exactly (laughs) yeah and then he took the money and ran back to florida all right do you blame him well i I don't know i mean duke could be duke could be the clemson of college football right now or alabama had he not done that who knows no no jonathan let's talk a little college basketball I, i couldn't i couldn't believe this when i saw this but practice begins next week i know unc starts on tuesday of next week and i'm sure most teams are somewhere around that same time period what is going yep. on that we're now into the start of college basketball season
8: yeah well i mean uh it, it's definitely right around the corner um a lot of teams will have actually um, they've allowed actually kind of like an exhibition game so you'll see most teams have an exhibition game those have come back again uh, a number of them will probably see a lot of those in kind of what I'll say early-ish uh, November, late late October type of deal. Yeah. Um, most of the pr- colleges open practice Tuesday, Wednesday. Might be a few on Monday. Might be a few on Thursday. But right in that right in that vicinity. Um, so we're getting ready to go. You know, ACC is gonna gonna fire things up again. So we'll see how it goes from there.
0: And your guess on who's going to be contenders for the ACC this year?
8: Well, it's going to be the usual the usual uh, suspects at this point. You know, well, last year we work. had
0: Virginia be kind of a yep. Well
8: and I and I think they'll probably be right back up in there. Uh, Bennett runs a really good program, does a really good job. Hopefully, uh, they'll do a better job and not lose to what was it UMBC or something like that. Yep. Uh, in the in the only upset of the number one seed that's ever happened by a sixteen. Uh, hopefully, they'll do a little better than that. But Duke, Carolina, Virginia, I think they'll all be pretty good teams. Um, you know, after that, uh, it gets kind of a little tougher to, to kind of figure out. So uh, media hasn't had their chance to do the, the picks yet. We'll see some of that in, uh, in kind of mid-October, and we'll go from there.
0: Yeah, Brad Brownell's Clemson Tigers had a nice 2017-18. I think they made it to the Sweet 16, if memory serves me correctly. So, yeah, Clemson uh, yeah. And, and others giving, uh, giving the ACC – some positive publicity when they need it most since the football guys aren't doing too good across the conference. Yep. Jonathan, anything else we need to get from you before we let you go back to sleep? Uh, I think
8: not. I think the ACC's got to do a lot better job in out-of-conference stuff this coming week than they have been doing. So
0: We'll, we need them we'll to, see how it goes. We need them to wake up from their nap. How about that? Uh,
8: yeah, I, I, I think my nap will be fine. They just need <laughs> to get out of theirs.
0: All right. Well, Jonathan, thank you. We look forward to talking to you next week. All right. We'll talk to you later. Have a great week. All right. Jonathan Lifeheight of CBS Sports Digital and 247sports.com with our ACC news and notes. When we come back in hour two of today's Y'all Show, we'll get it all started with our hashtag Hullabaloo. A lot of good stuff there. And we'll have our report from Nashville Music City, USA. We will find out for Precious Harris what's going on in the place where music is number one. All that is coming up next here on the Y'all Show.
1: The sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound
3: fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. Every
2: year, thousands overpay for a used car. They're left feeling disappointed, ashamed, and alone. Traditional pricing books only add to the confusion, offering only guesstimates and ranges. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com.
7: Hey there! I'm a glue stick, so I have one job. I glue kids stuff. So sorry for being jealous of Geico, who does a ton more. Like give you 24-7 access to thousands of licensed agents. And Geico has been around for over 75 years and has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. While I've just got mediocre adhesive skills, Geico also has an award-winning mobile app. Uh-oh, arts and crafts time. No eating the glue stick!
6: Miss Lydia! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.
0: Happy fall, y'all. Welcome back to Hour 2 of the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Our number, 803-816-1170. Call or text. We want to hear from all you guys, okay? So let your fingers do the walking, and we want to to get that input here on the Y'all Show. Yeah, it is fall, and starting to kind of feel like it in some parts of the South. I didn't have to cut my air conditioner on this week 24-7. That's a good sign. And I don't know if you happened to glance up last night, maybe depending on what time it was in the south, but somewhere around 6.30, 7, 7.30 in that ballpark. No matter what time zone you are in, I bet you if you look toward the eastern sky, did you see that full moon? Was it not huge? <laughs> it nearly blinded me. It was so big. I don't know if there's... Something about a September moon and October moons, perhaps, when that comes about in a few days. But it was massive. And what's so strange about full moons is, sure enough, just after the sun went down, the moon was so big. And isn't it crazy how only just a few minutes later it shrinks in size and it's nowhere close to being as big as it was just a couple minutes before? Isn't that crazy how that works? Well, unless I've been drinking... And the only thing I had yesterday, the, the the strongest thing I had was, well, I had a Coca-Cola at Crystal, and then I had a half and a half tea, and then I had another Coke in a can. Maybe it was that canned Coke. Maybe somebody slipped something in it at the Coca-Cola factory and and caused me to start seeing things. But yeah, it sure looked big to me, and if you were out on your tractor or doing yard work... Whatever the case may be, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It was it was beautiful, and it was right there on the eastern skyline on a Tuesday night, if you happen to see that, Tuesday evening, Tuesday night, whatever the case. You know, our days are getting shorter, and it won't be too long before it'll be, like, totally dark at 5 o'clock or 4.30 even. Ridiculous. I hate that. But I can't do anything about it. I cannot do anything about it. However, I guess Congress could change the law, and, We'll have a different time zone or consistent times. I know they've done that in the past. And remember, now that President Trump's got a good friend in the leader of North Korea, remember North Korea up until recently actually had a different time zone, totally different from the rest of the world, where they were actually 30 minutes either ahead or behind. And, and they recently changed that to get back on the same time as, I believe, South Korea. But just to be... I'll say it idiots and to stand out they had a, like a 30 minute difference in their time and now they are they're in in line with the rest. Now that actually may not be a bad idea in places like middle Tennessee because in middle Tennessee you're so close to the east and you're you're right there in a place like Cookville, maybe Crossville also is is central time zone but you're so close to the eastern time zone and it's not fair for the folks on the far east in the central time zone to have less sunlight and then you got people way out in Texas who are central time zone who have more of the way the you know the sun goes across in the late afternoon and it's the same time but they have more light that's not fair maybe we do need to implement a 30 minute type time zone in places like Tennessee which stretch so far east and west not going to do it in Alabama because you're not all that far east and west, and we like people in Alabama being all together on the same time. However, I do believe in Jackson County, where Scottsboro, Alabama is, in Bridgeport and Stevenson, in that very northeast corner of Alabama, I've been told that the folks there actually go off of eastern time because they all watch and listen to Chattanooga Media, which is only 20 to 30 minutes up up and down Interstate 24 and then 50, Is it 59? Yeah, twenty-four fifty nine. And And that gets you into downtown Chattanooga. But I've been told they go on fast time is what they call it in Jackson County, Alabama. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. But I do, do remember uh, that that from my younger years having lived in North Alabama. Y'all going to wonder, where does this guy not live? Because I've lived in a lot of southern states and passed through a lot of the southern states. That's what makes me, I guess, qualified in some ways to do this show. I I don't have the life that a lot of people have led where they kind of live and born and grow up and die in the same area. I, I've been around. I'm still looking for myself. I'm still searching, and I hadn't found it yet. And because of that, you get to hear me ramble every day for two hours about the Southland. Hey, want to remind you, we'll be rambling across the state line into Mississippi On Thursday and Friday of this week. Tomorrow we'll be on location at the Pizza Den in Oxford, Mississippi. And come out and join us. We'll have a great time. Great pizzas. Some of my favorite pizza in the world is at the Pizza Den. And they have other great things like Stromboli. And it's a fun place. Now, don't go there in a hurry. I don't know if I can get away by saying this on location Thursday. But they have great food. But they may be the slowest pizza I've ever ordered. We're talking 45 minutes to an hour to get a pizza. It's good. It's got that homemade feel to it. But for whatever reason, they have the slowest pizza cooker. And it may be the machine cooker or it may be the human being that's doing the cooking. But somehow, they're slow at the pizza Den. But they've been around since back in the 70s. I think they got started there in Lafayette County. And they are an icon especially for pizzas in Mississippi. So if you're uh, going to be a student there at the university and you've got the hungers and maybe the munchies, I guess is what they call it, especially if you've been under the influence of uh, wacky weed and you're really starving, don't call pizza then. You might lose your mind and you probably have already lost it if you're on the wacky weed, but uh, we'll be there Thursday and Friday of this week, having some fun doing the y'all show. And I get to mix in a little time with my boy, my eight year old, While I'm down there and I get to spend the weekend with him. So I'm excited about that. Maybe, just maybe, if he's lucky, he'll get to go swimming one more time. Because remember, it's about to get really cool and cold in some parts of our region. And if you like swimming pools, especially outdoor ones, this may be your last opportunity this weekend if it's not too late already. A lot of people shut down that pool after Labor Day. And we may just be able to squeeze in one more swim for him, not me. I don't I don't even like going underneath the water because I don't like to get my eyes all red where it looks like I've been at the bar all day. <laughs> I like to I like to get in there and clown around with my my youngster and I'm sure if you're a parent you know exactly what I'm talking about, but it, it's something that I, I I don't really necessarily look forward to swimming mainly cuz I'm out of shape and if I start trying to compete with laps and such, I'll probably have a heart attack. You may be reading about me on the Y'all Show next week, and you'll have a different host because I will have uplifted, perhaps, which isn't a bad thing. We're all going to have to do it, but I'd rather delay it if all possible. But, yeah, not only do I not have the fitness to be a good swimmer in a pool this time of year, I don't like the chlorine. It makes me sneeze. So you don't want me coming on here on Monday and Tuesday of next week and talk like this and all say it suddenly. uh, 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 chewy. You don't want that. So I'll just play around with my son if I get a chance, but I'll stay my torso and above will be outside of the water. Is that a fair trade? I think he'll be happy. We got football to watch, and he loves football. I, I don't want to be like Kathleen Gifford. i probably said on this show before, I don't want to be like Kathleen Gifford and talk about your kids all day. That's all she's ever done. Maybe she's different now that she's her kids are, like, old but when they were young, that's all she would talk about. I don't want to do that. But I do love my child, and I'm proud to say it. I just, I know you all don't want to hear me talking about in personal life that much. This is a show about y'all. I want to talk about y'all. Tell me about your kids. Let me know about your grandchildren. I want to know. Tell me what they've done. 803-816-1170. Tell me what your kids have done. Tell me what your great-grandkids have done. If you've got any great, great grandkids, there's probably somebody out there listening who's got a great, great grandchild. I want to know. I want to promote it here on the Y'all Show. And, and and if they've done something stupid, well, maybe we want to know that too. That might even be more fun. But, yeah, we, we love our Southerners, and we love the Y'all Show. So get out there. Go swimming if you get a chance. And I saw something the other day on social media somewhere where they talked about going swimming in a creek. I've done that before. I didn't do it very much. I was actually... A couple of times, because I had them in my backyard, I went swimming in a pond. I'm sure a lot of you grew up going swimming in a pond, and you were okay with that. That's That was kind of a neat thing. The pond behind my house, this goes back to when it was there My when my father was younger. They actually had a swimming area they created in this pond, and they had like a net out there to trap the moss so you wouldn't be swimming and gag yourself on moss. But, yeah, I I, I was in a pond a couple of times, and it was probably disgusting, and it probably is even more disgusting now. But, yeah, I did that. You know, in the old days, we didn't have swimming pools everywhere like they do now. And I'm not even sure in today's world kids want to go swimming that much. I, I think they'd rather play on the video game. But I digress. We're not here to talk about swimming pools. We're not here to talk about movie stars. starting to sound like the Beverly Hillbillies. We're here on the Y'all Show right now to kick off this hour too, with hashtag hullabaloo. <laughs> yeah, where well we talk about social media. But if we can get a little jab in about swimming pools, yeah, we'll we'll do that. And going to swimming in a pond and in, in a creek or a crick, depending on if you're in Missouri or Missouri or is it? Missouri or Missouri, there you go. See, I, I don't even know the pronunciation, so I apologize. Show me staters. I need we need to go on the show to Missouri sometime. I uh, maybe Lambert's. We just mentioned them in hour one. They they're in a little trouble. They could use some positive publicity. Perhaps we'll go have a couple of rolls thrown at us at Lambert's in Sykeston, Missouri. We start our hashtag hullabaloo off today with the story that's all over the news, and that's about Brett Kavanaugh, U.S. Supreme Court nominee and he's got a big day on capitol hill on thursday but right now here's something i found on facebook a GIF it was a smart question and i'm gonna tell you all here if you haven't heard about this i think it's brilliant this GIF says if kavanaugh's accuser had no political intentions why did she take her complaint to politicians and not to law enforcement that's a good question not funny question but a serious question that's a good question it's not about politics why does she take it to i think nancy pelosi perhaps and not to the police if it was really that bad good question i do not have the answer for you though Here are on hashtag hullabaloo here's another gif that i found that this came from my uncle uncle bubba oh uncle bubba he's working that facebook and i'm sure you've got family members some more than others that are just working it. And I've kind of picked on here, and I'm this is going to be my new thing to tease. We need to have age limits on Facebook. If you're above 18 years old, you should not be allowed on Facebook. Or maybe you should be, I guess, uh, get a permit and have to pay for it. It's like a license to use Facebook. And of course, I'm over 18, so I would have to be licensed to use Facebook. And, and that's a, a new way for states and local communities to maybe make money is charge people to use facebook because some people just don't need to be on it first of all and some people are on it too much and some people aren't on it enough like me i really don't share my life story that much on facebook i guess because i'm sitting here running my mouth two hours a day i don't feel like sharing what third cousin wants to remove bubba's uh, that's a bad word because i'm talking about uncle bubba what third cousin once removed, Sissy May's great granddaughter did in a softball game last night. That's uh, not. That's not my prerogative. I'm also not going to share with you a bunch of political stuff. Um, I I I probably could count on one hand how many times I put something out, blasted it out, in in my whole lifetime on Facebook. Uh, it has a value. It, I like Facebook, especially for promoting things like the y'all show and such which we need to get a better facebook page we need we need to get a facebook page shame on me but i am kind of kidding when i say we all need a license if you're over 18 but there's some crazy stuff you see out there and i guess that's why we have hashtag so that that's why we get to where uncle bubba put this out here and i'll give uncle bubba credit uncle bubba you don't have to pay your facebook fee your tax for the rest of september because of this funny thing you put on Facebook this gif and it says don't tell secrets in the garden the potatoes have eyes the corn has ears and the beans talk <laughs> is that not the stupidest thing you've ever seen <laughs> but funny I'm laughing hopefully you are too let me read it again you need a good laugh we need good laughs here on the y'all show don't tell secrets in the garden the potatoes have eyes the corn has ears And the Beanstalk, 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 however you want to say that, but pretty funny. I'll give old Uncle Bubba credit for that one. Uh, That's good stuff coming from his part of Lexington County, South Carolina. Now, another South Carolinian who didn't grow up there, but lives there at least, I think, most of the time, comedian Bill Murray. I love Bill Murray. Is he not one of the funniest people besides Uncle Bubba out there? Well, Bill Murray, I don't know if this is really a quote from him, but I'm going to go ahead and read it on the all Show. Bill, if you want to sue me for slander, you're welcome to. But this is funny, so if he didn't say this, he should have. And this is a gif that I found on Facebook from Bill Murray. It says, quote, It's hard to win an argument with a smart person, but it's damn near impossible to win an argument with a stupid person. <laughs> Amen, sir. Bill Murray, the philosopher. I love it. It's hard to win an argument with a smart person, but it's damn near impossible to win an argument with a stupid person. And Bill Murray, you are no stupid person. Now, our next story, and you might have to have little ones cover up their ears, although I'm not going to say a bad word here, but this is a little bit more mature subject that we're going to talk about here on the show. We're going to talk about prophylactics. I saw an image on Twitter of a rack of prophylactics on sale and at first i had to look closely because i just didn't get it and these prophylactics come in packages of four in each package but it's obvious this must be a novelty gift at like a novelty store okay so the first pack is labeled 18 at the top the next pack is labeled 30 at the top the next one's 40 and the next one's 50 so you get 18 30 40 and 50 if you look at the 18 Perphylactics, it says below there, each package has got a number on it. First package is labeled under the 18 category, 9 o'clock, 1 o'clock p.m., 1700, and 2200. That's 9 in the morning, 1 in the afternoon, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, 10 o'clock at night, under 18. Under 30, it says Monday Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So those four, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So you go from four times a day to four days a week under the 30. And then you go to 40, the 40 prophylactics. And it says April, July, October, and and December. So four months in the 40 package of four. And they all say happy birthday on each one of them, too. So like I said, it's definitely a novelty. And finally, the 50 package of prophylactics has four in there. And it says 2014, 2015, 2016, and 2017. (laughs) I don't think I need to explain this, but hopefully you get it. And the point is, as you get older, you don't need prophylactics quite as much at least that's the insinuation here on this gif that i'm seeing on social media that's why this is hullabaloo this is craziness i'm telling you it's craziness now here's some more craziness and this comes from robbie ramos robbie ramos is robbie r x x x on twitter and believe it or not i really think this is true robbie ramos is a porn star And he put something out on Twitter that caught my eye. And I'm not going to let you research Robbie Ramos here on the show. You can do that on your own time, people. But he he claims to be a porn star, an escort, and he believes in fitness. Well, thank you for believing in fitness, Robbie Ramos. But here is what caught my eye. It has nothing to do with his profession, if that's what you want to call it. But Robbie Ramos, uh, I think he's a black guy. It looks like he's a black guy. He says on Twitter, finally got my Confederate flag knife. Ha ha. Hashtag tactical gear. Hashtag bodybuilding. And sure enough, it's a beautiful knife with a big rebel flag on it. It looks great. I'd, I'd like to have it. I just don't want to have, I don't want have knives. Knives scare me. I don't mind having Confederate flags. If I love the, the flag. I think it's great. And, you know, people put flags on stuff, not because of just their southernness. Well, frankly, it's royalty free. And that's one reason the. Rebel flag was used so much in the past and still used in some cases because you don't have to pay a royalty to an entity. No one owns that flag. Well, maybe we should claim it here on the Y'all Show because it's been misused by some knuckleheads through the years, but it's got a a good purpose. And Robbie Ramos, he doesn't mind having a big Confederate flag knife and he's showing it off. I'm just not a knife guy. Some people have to have a knife in their pocket all the time, and God bless you. As a former Boy Scout and Eagle Scout, I was an idiot for not having a knife on me at all times. I didn't do a good turn daily. I apologize. But, but yeah, we appreciate him sharing that beautiful knife and glad he's not sharing info on his career on the Y'all Show. Now, before we go to a break and continue on with the madness after a timeout, Katie Hahn-Gillespie, I saw something on Facebook that she put to a person named Brantley, and she wrote, Are you going to be making elderberry juice? I've heard of elderberry juice, but what the heck is elderberries? What is that? Well, of course, here on the Yaw all Show, we're an outreach program, and we did the homework for you here. An elderberry is a species native to large portions of North America, east of the Rocky Mountains and south, all the way through eastern Mexico and down into Central America and Panama. It grows in a variety of conditions, including both wet and dry soils, and it's primarily in sunny locations. Now, you can take an elderberry and it can be eaten in pies and jams and the juice from an elderberry can be fermented into wine. Yeah, wine. So I don't know if Katie and Brantley have something up their sleeve and they call it elderberry juice, but they might as well just call it elderberry wine. bunch of winos here on the hell show. But now, I don't know if it's uh, alcoholic or not, the way they're doing it. I think it's something to even health people really like elderberries. They have very good qualities supposedly don't ask me i'm the furthest thing you're going to find from being someone who knows about health information but elderberry is your word for the day here on the y'all show i'll tell you what we're going to keep talking about hashtag hullabaloo madness when we come back and we've got country music news and notes from precious harris before we get out of here this hour stay where you are the y'all show will continue
1: ah the sounds of summer And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus 7 healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed.
2: Every year, thousands overpay for a used car. They're left feeling disappointed, ashamed, and alone. Traditional pricing books only add to the confusion, offering only guesstimates and ranges. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com.
3: I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I've never felt more alive.
4: Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will feel more alive. You either possess functioning respiratory and circulatory systems, or you do not, or you are a zombie. If you are indeed a brain-starved zombie and you would like to save money on car insurance, the GEICO legal team applauds your excellent life choices, even in your shambling afterlife. But we strongly encourage you to visit GEICO.com or download the GEICO app. Please stay a minimum of 500 feet away from our large and presumably delicious, delicious brains.
5: GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
0: Talk with a southern accent. Welcome back into Y'all, the show all about the South with your host, John Rawl. Well, here on the Y'all Show, we continue our hashtag hullabaloo on this Wednesday edition. We've got Precious Harris queued up coming at you next with some country music talk. But before we get there, let's dive in, see what else we got here in our hullabaloo. Valentina is on Twitter, and that's a big A at the end of Valentina. At Words Monsters Me on Twitter. And Valentina says, I'm stylish and sensual with hints of a sweet, spooky, and spiritual nature. My imagination never runs out. Well, 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 Valentina. Well, she put a photo that caught my eye. And it's a picture of a pillow on a couch with the inscription, Hey, y'all. And Valentina wrote alongside the picture, even my pillows have a southern accent, y'all. Well, yes, they do, and those are pretty. I've seen that expression a lot, hey, y'all. Remember Paula Dean, when she had our cooking show on the Food Channel, she was probably guilty of saying it a little too much, but it is a, a an expression used a lot, and I say it some, but I like to say other ways of greeting Southerners, like uh, howdy, y'all. That's a different way of saying it, and uh, guten Tag, y'all, for our German southerners and other languages out there Ola y'all and more but yeah hey y'all makes sense hi y'all would be a good one or hey but sometimes people like paul dean probably a little too sappy in her way of delivering that every single time it's almost it kind of got on your nerves frankly or at least, at least it got on my nerves but past that once she got out those two words to start her show boy it was fun to watch her and she's still going she's got some stuff out there on on some television channels and stuff i think she's doing more of a syndicated thing now as opposed to being on the food channel but yeah Valentina, i love that pillow on your couch great couch hey y'all i think i could snuggle up to y'all pillow any day of the week any time of day i took my first nap in the afternoon and it was a short nap it was only about an hour long i did that the other day i just needed that mental pause. i was under the gun with a lot of stuff, and I, I did a lot to get most of it done, but I still had just a little bit more, but I could afford to to maybe let let my cells and my membrane and in, the, in my brain kind of take a little bit of a, a pause for the calls. And I think it helped out. I, I get it. I know why there's such thing as siestas. It makes a difference. Now, I just can't do that every day. Frankly, maybe I doze off anyway and don't realize it, even though my eyes are there and I'm talking, I probably do doze off emotionally. <laughs> Maybe you do too. But yeah, good pillows there, and I could I could use that hey y'all pillow next time I decide to get out there and take a little snooze. Julie Bromley is on Twitter. Her Twitter account is at Jules L Bromley. And Bromley says fabulous series coming next year. Hashtag cozy mystery. Well, what is she talking about well she's promoting the book southern sass and killer cravings by kate young and this is a book coming out may 29th of 2019 and it says here about the book life has always been sweet on georgia's peach cove island but a case of murder has mary jean brown down in the pits now that'll make you get out there and pre-order that's what julie bromley wants people to do they want they want you to go out and Pre-order Kate Young's Southern Sass and Killer Cravings, even though it won't be out for like eight months from now. But she says this book is going to have seven recipes from Mary Jean's Kitchen in it. So look out, Mary Jean's Kitchen, competing with Paula Deen, it looks like, from Georgia's Peach Cove Island. I don't think there's such a place. That must be a made-up place because I haven't heard of it. But it could be. And murder and islands in Georgia and recipes all make up for what could be a good book from Kate Young, Southern Sass, and Killer Cravens. And I'm seeing more and more authors get out there well in advance of a book coming out and doing the pre-order thing. I guess you can maybe get enough pre-orders and determine how many you want to print, because printing a book can be rather expensive. And in today's world where we're almost instantly connected, if somebody wants to buy a book and they're interested They're as likely to buy it three months in advance as they are when it's actually out there on shelf. So it's probably a smart thing. We'll talk about this maybe with Danny Toma. He's going to be our guest tomorrow on the Y'all Show. He wrote the new book, America First. It's about Trump and his effect around the world. As Danny worked for the State Department and worked in embassies all over the globe. Even recently, he was in a country or two I'd never even heard of. So we'll We'll talk about that in the southern impact around the south and the country and the world with Danny. Tell me a really cool guy, friend of mine. You'll enjoy it. He's going to help me co-host the Thursday, y'all. Should be a lot of fun. But we'll find out maybe some trip tips from him. His book is out on the Salem Media imprint that they have for books, Danny's America First. Fancy Nancy 1989 is on the Twitter, and her Twitter account is IMS of fancy 1989. I'm so fancy 1989. Okay. See, it's hard for me to read when those words get scrunched up like that. And fancy Nancy 1989 says that she's a mom and a UGA fan. Well, congratulations and hunker down. And she's a monogram lover, a Southern girl, and an Anglophile. Well, look out. I mean, she likes people from English, from England, rather. And I guess that, I mean, I speak English, so maybe she likes me. And she's a yellow lab mama. Well, Congratulations, Fancy Nancy 1989. She wrote on Twitter, I would ask if it could be a little hotter down here, but I'm not testing God. Hashtag Southern, hashtag Southern tweet, hashtag dear God, it's hot. Obviously, maybe that was written a couple of days ago and it was a little hotter in Georgia, assuming that's where you're, writing that from Fancy Nancy 1989. But yeah, it, it can be hot, and you may feel like you're in hell in parts of the You know, the devil went down to Georgia and was looking for a soul to steal. Maybe he got yours, Fancy Nancy 1989, and you ended up on the wrong side of that song. Great song. Both versions. I like the Baptist and the Methodist version of Charlie Daniels' classic, which I consider a country music song, but I just found out last week from our expert on Southern rock, Greg Rivers, that that is one of the great Southern rock songs of all time. Devil Went Down to Georgia from the CDB. So whichever side of the fence you want to be on with that song, country or Southern rock, it's a darn good song. And the devil went down to Georgia and it got hot and it got to Fancy Nancy 1989 the other day. She's not testing God, but yeah, it was probably hot in her neck of the woods. And it could have been when the Georgia Bulldogs had a big football game as they... Are number two in the country right now. They're looking good, and it's it's getting hot in there. <laughs> in in Sanford Stadium. They got a big game this weekend. The Tennessee Vols come in for a matchup between the Hedges. So maybe you'll be out there. It might be 200 degrees, fancy Nancy 1989. But if you're as big a Georgia fan as you claim to be on Twitter, you'll be right there rooting on them hairy dogs. Yes, you will. But you'll probably prefer more of a, like mid 60s temp. I'm sure all the fans there in Clark County, Georgia, would like that at Sanford Stadium. Well, that is Hashtag Hello Blue. Hopefully you all have had a as good a time as we've had bringing our madness of social media to you here on the Y'all Show. Well, we're not done. we got one more segment of this Wednesday show. When we come back, Precious Harris will report from Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee, the latest in country music news. That's ahead on the Y'all Show with John Rawl.
5: Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text to drive. Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10 to 15-minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks.
3: I was amazed that I could start having real-life conversations right away. It was so fast. Now I'm speaking Spanish. Woo-hoo!
5: <laughs> no wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language like Spanish, French or more. You can try Babbel for free. Download the app or text skill to 484848. Text skill to 484848 to try Babbel for free. That's S-K-I-L-L to 484848.
6: And now, Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's avan promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue
7: jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up... I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be
6: a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I
5: grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day.
7: When I grow up, I want to be a fancy when backsplash. I grow up, I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I
5: grow up, I want to be a bench
1: on a forest I trail. Up, 1973, my second cousin Calvin and me loaded down his old blue green Corvette, he headed for the state fair. It was mid-October and- autumn breeze shook the colors out of the trees time was passing but who were we to care we were headed for the state fair
0: on this 26th day of september the year of our lord 2018 we wrap up the y'all show with your host John Rawl and we have Precious Harris join us each Wednesday for her Nashville music line. Precious Harris, author of the College of Songology, and as a great way of educating novices and experts alike on some of the inner workings of the music industry, I encourage you to go to her website collegeofsongology.com and and learn about this book and pick it out. Great read, learn something you just don't learn in the classroom. Got to learn it from Precious or learn it through really in a lot of cases learning the hard way and that she's trying to help people not maybe have as hard of a road trying to make it in the music business both from a singer songwriter standpoint precious Harris well she is in show business in Nashville Tennessee and if you know anything about show business sometime the show doesn't quite go the way you want it to and that's what's happening right now on the y'all show precious had something come up we understand she's got Airport duty, somebody's flying in, she's going somewhere, I I, I don't I didn't quite get it, but that's okay, Precious, we're going to go in the archives here on the show, and we're going to go to an interview we did with her just the other day on the program, and get her report on all things country music now, here's Precious Harris on the Y'all Show. Hey Precious, I want to keep talking music with you, but since we're talking about downtown Nashville and all that going on... Are you sure Nashville is still in the south and in Tennessee? Is it not part of Mexico? Because I was flipping through the TV Tuesday night, and there was a soccer game going on at Nissan Stadium, and it looked like Nashville had become Mexico. What do you know about that?
7: I do know that that has been coming for almost two years. uh, Because we do have quite, because of the insurgent of all the new buildings and and all the new high-rises. And when you come down here, as you would know very well, you haven't been here in a while. And you come down, you go, oh, my God, Precious, where did Music Row go? And you'll notice there's, you know, uh, J.W. Marriott has a huge hotel. And I was there the other day, but I forgot to ask them uh, how tall it was. But it's definitely a, a very big, money, you know, big woohoo in the National Skyline now. Gorgeous hotel. But uh, because of all the insert, of all the work that is needed, to do this, and I'm talking everything from welders to carpenters to, you know, contractors to people you see walking up on the beams 45 feet in the air, that there is a large number of the people that we depend on to help keep this city going. And doing this is our, you know, our workers from uh, south of the border.
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
7: And uh, so, you know, and because it is such a a huge population, they estimate 100,000 here. Really? Nashville, yes, sir, and made homes and living here and working here and doing what they need to do to help our city grow. And so, they you know, it's been a huge uh, because they do have uh, their own um council for uh, you know, the workers that's come from Mexico. Um, and uh, so they've actually put together accounts and realized how bad it's needed. And because I mean, and you don't even have to be from south of the border because there's a lot of people from north. You know, Britons love soccer. Um, so you've got a lot of insurgents from different people, you know, coming in, um, you know, that in a good way uh, that are wanting to have the sport. And why not? It's the fourth one down the line for us. Yeah. You know, we got the Predators. we got the Tighten Up. we got got, um, you yeah. know, the Baseball. Yeah. Which we're fixing to change the name. And now we got soccer. So it's very much a viable city to come in and have a good time outside of music.
0: Yeah. I don't know if there was a country music connection at the soccer game there at Nissan Stadium. The pitch looked really nice. I, you like the word, way I use that word there? Uh, then I'll just switch it over for football as the Titans are going to have a home game, I guess, this coming weekend at Nissan yes. Stadium. But, yeah, soccer. Now, while I still have sports in my mind, Precious, I can't let this go. You have let, let it be known to the whole South how you like those Kentucky Wildcats. Well, congratulations, <laughs> Precious, the streak is over. Your team, after 31 years, defeated Florida this past weekend in football.
7: I saw that, but see, <laughs> I uh, but see, I was a basketball type of girl. Oh, come on! Football, but see, I mean, see, I'm sort of like not a good football fan because when I was, uh, you know, I actually when I first became a football fan, I was grew up basketball, you know. Kyle Macy and all those guys from the eighties when we won all those championships about every other year. Um, but I also loved Tennessee football. When I first moved here, when, um, you know, when Peyton was playing, you had to love Tennessee football or you really weren't welcome <laughs> in Tennessee anywhere else. Cause it was like blood orange, so to speak. Um, you know, and of course I've had kids that wrote a song for Alabama called roll tide roll. Um, so, you know, I've had I've had to be, you know, lead the blue side several times during my career in Nashville because of, you know, of my, I call them my kids, but my intern was from, you know, Huntsville, but he was an Alabama Tide fan. Mm. One of my kids named their daughter Crimson.
0: No way. So, yeah.
7: Yes. So I've had to uh, cross over and let my blood run a little crimson blue, uh, red and a little, you know, uh Tennessee orange but uh I got two ki- three kids now from Florida that are all Seminole fans. Yeah. So I can't even mention the word Gator yeah. anywhere near. <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: Newsflash Kentucky beat Florida so
7: I know it- they were all excited. Oh yeah, the kids takes me and mama pig guess what? Kentucky beat our enemy and they're like so excited. I'm not even Kentucky fans, but they were excited just because Florida got beat.
0: Now, I don't want to belabor the point because we've talked about it already a lot here, but, you know, Florida State, you mentioned them. They are the alma mater and a former football player for them. Burt Reynolds played for the Knowles oh, yeah. back in the 50s, and, of course, he passed away last week. Your quick thoughts on his passing and, and how that was felt in Nashville.
7: <laughs> well, actually, it was felt really close because, you know, he used to live here. Um, he really did. And so he lived uh, right outside of Nashville in Green Hills, you know, like about 10 minutes down the road from music row. Um, but yeah, Bert was very well loved here. And of course, you know, I think if I'm not mistaken, some of the people that's told me stories here was when Bert was here, he was, uh, living up on the Ridge in green Hills. And of course there were some other up and coming celebrities there at the time. There was Doris day and things like that. So, you know, Bert was very much a part of the Nashville fold in the early sixties. Yeah. So, um, I hate that cuz one of my favorite movies of all time which I'm actually friends now with um uh, Smoking the Bandit is the little um um uh, the guy that was uh, with uh, Jackie Gleason and I can't remember his name in the movie because I know him so well as you know cuz he's actually president of the United States for ASCAP. Really? Uh, yeah his name is Paul Williams.
0: Okay. I well, didn't yeah, I did, I did had right. no idea. That's pretty wild.
7: Yeah. And I went to his book signing about a year, or two years ago, and and he looks he goes, "Oh my God, someone my size," because he's not very tall. <laughs> and I had my flats on, and so he and I hung out the whole night, saying, "Hey, you know, you know, we're the we're the we're the power couple," you know, that's five foot two.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Precious Harris and the Nashville Music Line. That's from a few days back, as we had to do a little encore, as we weren't able to get her on today's show live and in person, but we'll get her on next week. We hope good things for her sometimes it's hard to squeeze in that last minute interview with us but we certainly appreciate it hey we got an archive of great precious harris interviews that we can run here on the y'all show so hopefully you enjoyed some of that right there from a few days back well that will conclude today's y'all show again we'll be hitting the road and heading to oxford mississippi for two days we'll be there thursday and friday of this week so tune in tomorrow and we'll close it out friday with a whole lot of fun it'll be mississippi delta tamales we'll be at the pizza den on thursday broadcasting the show we'll be talking sec football we're just going to have a great time we're going to have some people come out and and participate in the show we encourage you to come to the pizza den for thursday show all of that on the y'all show with john Rawl. we're looking forward to it have a great rest of your day we'll see you from oxford tomorrow
1: of summer and this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring you need the fast relief of cortisone 10 intensive healing anti-itch cream unlike regular lotions cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with one percent hydrocortisone the strongest non-prescription itch medicine plus seven healing moisturizers cortisone 10 makes summer sound
3: fun again cortisone 10 feel the heal use as directed Every
2: year, thousands overpay for a used car. They're left feeling disappointed, ashamed, and alone. Traditional pricing books only add to the confusion, offering only guesstimates and ranges. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com.
7: Hey there! I'm a glue stick, so I have one job. I glue kid stuff. So sorry for being jealous of Geico, who does a ton more. Like give you 24-7 access to thousands of licensed agents. And Geico has been around for over 75 years and has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. While I've just got mediocre adhesive skills, Geico also has an award-winning mobile app. Uh Uh-oh, arts and crafts time. No eating the glue stick!
0: Miss Lydia!
6: Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.
0: Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it.
3: Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council.